The golden rule says you should treat others the way you want to be treated. But an unfortunate truth is that idea doesn't account for the driving power of wanting to prove someone wrong or get even. Media moguls Vince McMahon and Ted Turner turned the 90s cable airwaves into an open war zone of professional wrestling with millions of fans. The global superpowers of the 20th century even threw down to be the first to send a man to the moon just as a flex. There are stories where people crash and burn in perceived mutual hatred, too. Like naturalist Charles Waterton humiliating himself trying to bring down American birding icon James Audubon. But that's the beauty of beef. It's funny, it's dark, it's humanity in a nutshell. And it's a triple gold signal award-winning show from Next Chapter Podcasts. I'm Bridget Todd. Join me as I serve up the juiciest rivalries you've never heard of. Listen to Beef wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There is, there is so much to talk about this week, but I'm exhaling, I'm exhaling, take, take a deep one, exhale it. Cause there are only three words right now. I'm nervous. Jada Pinklet Smith. This is where we are at. Listeners. I owe you an apology. I poo pooed this Hoda Kotb, Jada Pinklet Smith. Uh, okay, you're saying Pinklet. Am I'm so I? Sorry. I had no idea. Jada That's how I pronounce it. Pinklet um, Smith. <laughs> Pinklet Smith. Yes. Like piglet that, almost, but pink. Is that wrong? Oh, Isn't I was it? actually just, I can't hear that vowel without saying the word clit. I wasn't calling her a pig at all. She is the opposite of a pig. She is a goddess. <laughs> I Pinklet. I didn't I, get that either. I poo-pooed Jada Pinklet Smith last week and I was like, what could possibly happen in this showdown with Hoda Kotb? Little but did we know. The bitch little delivers. Little delivers. Did we know? I may actually now be 
her biggest fan because of what she has done with Hoda Kotb here. And you, of course, that's what you say because I'm furious with her. Like, I, <laughs> I'm i like, how dare she do this to us? And you're like, I'm like, this is basically our dynamic encapsulated. Because when you- when someone goes absolutely batshit crazy, you're like, I'm obsessed with them. And I'm like, I want them to be held accountable for this. Like, <laughs> I, when someone has, when a celebrity of her magnitude yeah, has correct. the nerve, the correct. unmitigated gall yeah. to, to deliver statements, which would assume that everyone listening is a sanitarium bound idiot. Okay. Dominic, I'm putting my hands in the air because I'm listening to scripture being read to me right now because that you are in yes, continue. But but I'm worshiping it and you are you are ready no, to blacklist her like it's, for, forever. No, but it's ex- but I understand exactly what you're saying because it's like as if we haven't been on this roller coaster with her I for can't. years. It's, it's genius. And I will say, because we are doing an episode about the Pinklet Smiths in a few <laughs> weeks. And please, please come back for it because it's going to be a real barn burner. I have this one thing to say before, because I know you're chomping at the bit about another topic. I have this to say about no, her. I No, we don't need to. Listen, I have another thing I want to talk about. However, this does need time. Continue. When she said... To Hoda Kotb, former journalist Hoda Kotb, who is now Jada Pinklet Smith's <laughs> PR flack. I assume no, this interview, I, I can't. For real. When she, when Jada said that from where she was sitting, she couldn't see Will Smith smack Chris Rock and didn't know that that's what happened. Girl, girl. One more time, girl. You're you're in the front. Fucking ro- how on how earth? Dare how you. on earth could you not see someone smacking another person how? six feet from you? It's absolutely Jada, insane. It, it, it's so I, it's so fantastic that she got up there and with a serious face said this. And Hoda Kotb was like, really? "You couldn't see anything." I mean, Hoda, this, this, Hoda, no. ask one follow up question. Hoda, come on, come, no, please. But this this is the thing. This just shows you how devoid of reality these celebrities that get this famous are. Like, that was a moment that shook the foundation of our society. Do you know what I mean? Like, every single person alive that was watching that was thrown and shocked, like, running to their phone to be like, did that really happen? Was that a joke? Like, I was, I basically broke my cell phone in half trying to open up Instagram to like find out like what was going on. Well, thank God we only saw it on television because apparently if you were three feet from the actual You couldn't see a thing. You just couldn't see anything. Maybe there were wildfires and the room was full of smoke (laughs) or the sky was orange. What was it, Jada? Good God. I just couldn't see it. I didn't know what happened until we sat down. We We are the big bad wolf. And like my like fangs, like I have like fangs ready to devour her. Do you know what I mean? Like something. Like I'm I'm licking my lips. Like I just picture me as like a cartoon wolf. Like what is like? (laughs) Think about in Looney Tunes when they see when you they see someone and then they it turns into like a chicken wing. 
Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? That, <laughs> yes. That is what I am to Jada Pinkett Smith. I'm seeing her and she looks like a roast turkey dinner because we are going to devour her. Oh, 100%. When we Christopher, I want I want to make a statement right here. I'm not speaking for the podcast or for Chris DeRosa, but I am speaking for Dominic Puba. And I bet, I bet for millions of other people who watched that interview and thought, wow, this bitch has the nerve. The nerve. I want Jada Pinklet Smith to be the Democratic nominee for president of the United <laughs> States in 2024. Stop. That's Stop nerve. It. That yeah, is, yeah. that's who you send to the Middle East. That's who you send to the Kremlin. Jada Pinklet Smith. Period. It's, that's a leader. That's a leader. The uh, you said it best. The unmitigated gall. Oh, the gall. Oh, for, the and this is gall. over a book. This is for a book. This isn't even like we're in a custody battle or like he's trying to take all of my. You know what I'm saying? There is there's real reasons to bring these guns out like this. This is to promote her book. What about the fact that she did a talk show, the Red Table Talk, which should have just been called Jada Talks About Her Life. Yeah. <laughs> she did this show for 19 years. Yes, truly. And always it was said her the, whole her it, life was an open book, blah, blah, blah. What? What but you had your husband on and talked about your relationship a hundred times on that show. And now you're telling hmm. us that during all of those, those dual interviews, you, you, the two of you were living separately. Jada, she Madam has, President. <laughs> what, bitch? She has one thing and it's the audacity to quote okay. another singer. Okay. <laughs> the audacity. Ooh. I, everyone is. online is like, Oh, the backlash is it's all racist and a strong whip. Fuck that. Fuck you. Fuck everybody. Make her president. She is unbelievable. And like unblinkingly just lying right to her. I just, it's wild. I saw the, the funniest thing I saw on the internet today because she makes a couple of claims about, she, she speaks, she was friends with Tupac Shakur and she speaks about him a couple of times in her book. And she says at one point that they did make out and realized that they weren't into it. Someone tweeted that every time Jada talks about Tupac Shakur, they are more convinced that he faked his own death to get away from her. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Woo! This I can't believe I had the, the, the lack of foresight to poo-poo Jada on this podcast last week. No, but I, I, how, am, I am who knew? Who Dom, knew? She, how were we to us? know? Someone doesn't just drop. I don't even know what the like analogy is. Like it is like the second coming of the devil. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you don't just drop like patient zero into our laps and just not blink and act like I don't even know. That it is it's such a masterclass that she should be hosting a podcast called Fixing Famous People. Correct. This this is who people, who celebrities should be giving their money and time to. And she, the future yeah. president. I mean, I have so much more to say, but it's like, we're going to be fixing Will. We were going to be fixing Will, but that is clearly being transformed into yeah. something else. Now it's Will and Jada. We have an, it's an hour. It's coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, please tune back in for it. There's so much more to say about her, but I know you have another topic that you are 
you've been stratosphering about it for a few weeks and let's let's get into it. Tell I us. wanted I wanted to bring this up earlier and like, you know, a couple weeks ago, but again, Brittany was dancing with knives. Like there was a lot of things happening. Everyone listening, listen to me right now. Crowd <laughs> around your phones. <laughs> listen, turn your car stereo up as you're driving your kids to school. If you're on the expressway, pull over. Pull over. This is good. It's gonna this is gonna change everything. No, I mean it's it, it's not a news flash. Like everyone knows, but when I tell you run, do not walk to the Golden Bachelor, it is the best thing I've seen on TV this year. Period. Done. End of story. I mean, it is, in a word for me, refreshing, which is not something it, you hear to, to describe the elderly. It Dominic, was refreshing. You're right. When I tell, okay, I know you've worked on the show. You might not be able to say whatever, whatever. You might have, have your hands tied. I hate that NDA must have expired. It's been more than it's I, been a while. I hate The Bachelor. Like <laughs> I couldn't, you couldn't pay me enough money to watch it. It's so boring. It's two hours long for no reason. They don't say anything. It's a bunch of twenty-year-old little fucking whores that like want to be Instagram supermodels, like <laughs> pretending they want to be with a guy that, and, and then be like, I really love him, and the guy's always a fucking idiot, and. It's so, it's, it's, I'm, you hear how mad I'm getting just thinking about it. I, you when are I, boiling over right when now. When I tell you none of that is what this show is, it is people that have lived lives, people that ha have buried husbands, buried wives, they've gotten divorced, they've have adult children that are now having kids. Like these people have something to bring to the table and they're bringing it. Well, also, who knew that that many hundred-year-old women didn't mind wearing a sleeveless top? Honestly. I'm, I mean, this is like hot, it, it's hot, parade hot. of the elderly tube tops. That's yeah, I'm what was coming out of those cars. With it. I'm obsessed with it. I love it. They Do you are, have a favorite um, candidate yet? They are sun-damaged to the hilt. <laughs> Their chests. <laughs> I literally grab my chest and like think about like... I remember it and I'm like, okay, like when I touch my chest, think about when I'm in the sun, like don't do that because they're the sun damage on these women is palpable. Yeah. Ladies, I, if you learn one lesson from the golden bachelor, SPF 400 everywhere, right between your tits. Yeah, very, everywhere. very important. And they, the area between your neck and your bosom, please. But this is the thing. Please. That's for men too. But this is the thing. You can tell these women have lived lives. They have been there. They have not put SPF on. They've been in the sun baking at a concert. They've Ooh. been they've been like out there taking their top off and throwing it at rock stars. Like oh, these yeah. we're, women, lu we're lucky yeah. these women are wearing blouses at all. It, when they exactly. And I'm I it's driving me fucking wild. I love it so much. Um my favorite, obviously, is Susan, the one that looks like Chris Jenner. I get, you took one, the words directly one because, like, out of I have my an mouth. Affinity, you know, I am Chris Jenner, so like, <laughs> I have an affinity towards anyone that looks like her. But Susan, my my segment producer Karen said we watched the first episode together, and she said that Susan looks like someone that you would grab. She would grab your head and then shove it in between her boobs and like motorboat you like do this i, like I think shimmy. she does that in the in the uh yes. on the overnights actually <laughs> yeah. they show it she does that to poor gary she i dies in the second to last her. episode did At you know that he has a heart attack in the fantasy suite they're, they're not leaking it yet but i already know this. how dare you she is one of a, when she pulls him aside in one of the episodes and is like all the ladies are loving my cooking. She goes, I'm making everyone chicken piccata. And then this one doesn't know. She doesn't want to eat vegetables. This one doesn't eat this. This one doesn't eat that. I'm making meatballs. Everyone's fought. <laughs> and then they play 
they have the speaking of unmitigated gall they have the absolute shame to play like italian music while she's speaking (laughs) and it's the funniest thing you've ever seen in your life i'm living for it it's a it's very it's great it's refreshing it's incredibly entertaining and i think one of the nicest things about it is that these women yes they're here for love but they are also here to make friends. It's very like, no, they the one woman gets eliminated. The one w- woman gets eliminated, and you hear out of like as one woman just chime in and she goes, I'm calling you every day. Like it's it's <laughs> so good. Also, you know, when the older you get, the more you realize how little time uh we have here. And Gary, Gary gets a hand job in episode four, and they show it. They're, they act they I just mean, pixelate no, it. He's, Dominic, he's making out with everyone. Oh yeah. He's like, what, what am I waiting for? Not jack shit. No. And I was assuming he was going to be like a sexual deviant, like that he was going to be like, remember <laughs> like a, a diva's dad, like on Rosses of New York or like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I thought he was going to be like an old pervert that was like wanting to like feel them all up. And he's not at all. He's actually like a very nice person and seems mm-hmm. to be like a stand up, like gentleman that is right? in touch with his emotions, which is again, so a, something men should be watching and saying this is what manhood is not being sure shooting up testosterone it should be this where you treat women like humans and he is so he cries every episode i cry every episode i'm weeping with the women i love it i love it so much it's great. It really is great. And they they'll do more. I mean, I don't think they'll oh, replace I the franchise with this, but it's going to they're going to do this with the same regularity. Why would I need they? to see I need to see some I won't no spoilers. One of them goes home because she has to. She should be the next golden. She should be the golden bachelorette. Oh, I didn't know that someone has to go someone home. Someone has to leave for like like personal reasons, not because they're not into him and someone leaves and like that person should be the I'm not going to spoil anything, but she right. should come come next. So, I don't need listen, do I need 20-year-old sluts trying to like pretend that they want this guy anymore? No. I need this. I want this. I want 75-year-old sluts actually wanting to be with this man. I want someone to die in the fantasy suite. That's Stop. what's that's You're what's going to happen. What, what what if they're that you can't be fucking like that that no, Gary's I, gonna have to do three nights in a row with three yeah. different women. This man's gonna die at the end yeah, of the season. You're, you're he can't do it. It's uh, it's exhilarating. And then you see one minute of them just being funny together, and I'm like, the women could then just have a spinoff where they go all across the country and just like go on vacation together, and like they're all they're doing each other's hair, and the ones like, oh, we're all farting because of the meatballs that you sent. Like, and the one pops up into like a, do- a doorway, and it's like it's because of the meatballs. They were I was dying laughing. Like the women could just have now their own shows, like the Golden Bachelorettes, like take the world, and they could just go. This group of women could just terrorize towns, and it would be the funniest shit we've ever seen in our lives. <sighs> the best part, best slash worst part of the the whole first night of being a producer on that show is just going over the opening lines with the women Forever. before they get out of the car. It is like you do it with them for such a long time, you forget that it's five seconds of their experience yeah. on the show, but it is so important. It's such a marquee moment of the show. 
and just negotiating with them about what it should be. And, you know, it's like, ladies, you, you have imagine. to do something memorable or you're going to be one of the people who's just in the, the montage of openings, you know, because well, if they, there's 20 yeah. people, you show 10 of them and then 10 of them are just like, hi, Gary. And you never see them again. Yeah, Most yeah, of those yeah, women yeah, yeah. get eliminated. So well, you want them to like pop and some and of them just don't want to do it. They're like, you know, I don't want to be embarrassed. Well, you're going to have to be embarrassed in the first five seconds if you want to see episode two. That's sort of the rule when you get out of the car on that well, show. And I'm assuming most of them have never been on television before. So they're like rattled with nerves just in general of like, oh my God, I'm going to mess up. What am I going to do? Like, this isn't well, like the real housewives pulling up somewhere and they're going to be like, yeah, I'll fucking say my line. Like, yeah, I know. You sure. know what I mean? It's like, and on the golden <laughs> bachelor, I mean, most of these women got their entertainment by gathering around the radio with their family. Yeah. Like these women didn't even grow up with television. <laughs> it's insane. The amount of, t let me, do you know, I, at the end of episode one, I was like, you know what? I I'm going to start wearing a fucking tube top. If these you ladies should. are going to on, on international television, wearing a tube top, I'm going to, I have very, I have a very supple though hairy upper bosom and shoulder area. I think it's so, there are no sunspots. I'm going to do it. Dominic, if we look anything like some of them when we're that age, I will be so happy. Well, I do sort of look like the Kris Jenner <laughs> one currently. We can be real about that. Your haircut is eerily similar to her. <laughs> <laughs> But she, I'm, I'm going to shake my is, fucking Susan's head Susan's another level. Susan is another level. Yeah. Susan's got, Susan has to be the, the bachelorette. Like there's no, I, no I want her be able to, to get take voted her. off. Wait, so Dominic, I can't even tell. Okay. I'm going to spoil something, but you, it's not a big deal. They do a talent show in the third episode and I need you to guess what Susan's talent is. You're never going to guess, but just. <laughs> it's either. I'm going to whittle it down. It's either belly dancing. Okay. Very close, but no. Really? Is it, is it limbo? She does karate. What? <laughs> they make her, she puts the, the, like, what is it called? A gi, I think, like whatever your robe is. The, the outfit. Yes. She has that on and she takes the belt and instead of having the white belt around her waist, she puts it around her head. Like, oh my God. Head. Like the karate kid. Oh, and Susan. She, and, then, and then someone, Gary, holds a board and she kicks through it. Oh, my <laughs> God. Does Gary fall over when it happens? Does she no. injure him? <laughs> Dominic, I was in my, like, I was in my spare room screaming at the top of my lungs of laughter watching it by myself at six in the morning. Did Gary find, does he find that erotic? Like, does, do you think, think it pushes her I through? Mean, she's still standing. I'll tell you that much. All right. And this is next week is the talent show or whatever no, it is. This is, it already happened. Oh, okay. I didn't see this week. So I'll, I'll yeah, go, yeah, yeah. I'll watch it when we're done here. It's Dominic. It is. I can't, it's the best thing ever. It's the best. I'm loving the show. It's a hit. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm certain they're already working on the next one. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's a big hit. They already have a bachelorette ready to go. I'm just saying that. I do think that it is time for, are we ready for this week's? For, I think so. I'm. It's Brit Watch. Oh, baby, baby. Brittany Watch. Okay. Shockwaves reverberated through the world. Always. A couple days ago. Every time she toots, it turns your entire world around. Michelle Williams. I can't. Not from Destiny's Child. Like I cannot. The real Michelle Williams. The actress. <laughs> the real Michelle <laughs> Williams. 
will be the one reading Britney's book. Michelle we, Williams listen, narrating the audio. I got into it last night with all the cookies in Chelsea Devontes' book club. They Some are upset. Some want Britney to read it. I said, guys, there was no way she was ever reading this book. Because she doesn't know how to read <laughs> That's it. what some people said. She wasn't reading it. She's going to read the introduction, which I'm I'm happy to have that. I am, we should be grateful that she's giving us that. And not for nothing, I'm into Michelle Williams being Britney. I'm into it. She needs to redeem herself from, what was it called? The Fablemans. She's go, She's being Brittany. Are, are you saying that, like, will she, will Michelle Williams show up in chapter one, page one and say, hey, y'all, will, that be, will she be impersonating People Brittany? have DM'd us saying oh, they hope oh, that they do, that God. she does that in the, in the vein of you pretending to be Brittany. I am praying. Slash Paula Dean. I am praying. So, also, nothing against Michelle Williams. I could have done this. I mean, no, I am I, available for voiceover work. I have done Britney. Dominic, I do Britney every week on this podcast. Dominic people have also said, why is Dominic not reading Britney Spears' book? And I said, why, I'm not as, sure. As they should. As so, they should. I'm going to tell you what. I'm into it. I know some people are shocked. They're, in, they're upset. I, the fact that an A-list celebrity is like, I will read your audio book. That is not something that A-list celebrities do for other A-list celebrities. Not this A-list. I mean, this is like, this is extraordinary. Like yes. this is, she is a, she is a many time Oscar nominee. She is the mother of Heath Ledger's child. She yes. is Hollywood royalty. She was and, on Dawson's Creek. Okay, well, let's not. She there, was, there's something in the con column then. I can't with Dawson's Creek. We'll talk about that another time. I don't want to wait. You were too old for it to be. I was. I How was like, dare no, you? You were like an adult when it was coming out and it was for, for like little kids. It was for like tweens to be like heartthrobby. How do you know that I don't resent the show because it spoke to me too much, Chris? <laughs> It didn't. I know it did not. So stop it didn't. That. It I didn't. I was hoping in the series finale that the entire cast would die. But stop. I'm in. I'm happy. Yeah, it's a marquee moment. This I is do big, hope no, that Britney like, comes on and say, can, can Britney read a paragraph? No, or she's something? reading the introduction. And Britney's going to read the introduction, which is that's what Chris Jenner did for her book. <laughs> Are you speaking about the real Chris Jenner or Susan from no, the Golden no, Bachelor? The real Chris Jenner. The real okay. Chris Jenner. I'm, I mean, I'm chomping at the bit to say more about uh, Jada Pinklet Smith, as you call mm-hmm. her, but mm-hmm. like we have to stop and we have to get to this week's episode. We do because this is, we're not just fixing one person this week, we're fixing a couple and never before has a couple needed the help of fixing famous people this much. Okay, let's get into the fix. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
All right, we have a star. Like, Dominic, th- we have a star. Sorry to say. Sky. Sorry <laughs> to say. If you've been here before, it doesn't mean you're not a star, but it kind of does. It means you're not a star. <laughs> well, there's many stars in the sky. There's yes, many stars there in the sky, but this one shines very bright. Her name is Polly Brindle. You know her from Selling the OC. She's unequivocally my favorite character on the show. And she is one of a kind. Polly, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about this. I love you guys. Yeah, I I heard your podcast that you did about season two. Glad that you enjoyed me in it. Otherwise, it would be someone else here right now, yeah. let's be honest. I always recap Selling the OC with Kate Casey, and we recap season one, and I remember being like, I love Polly. Polly's the best, and I followed you, and I got a follow back, and then I was like, I'm obsessed with you. Oh, my God, and I messaged you. and was like, you're, so, you're the best part of this show, and then, and Dominic, when I tell you, I feel like you haven't watched, but when I tell you. There's a scene in season two. Thanks for throwing me under the bus right in front of her. It's okay. She's right here. (laughs) She's fine. She's going to be okay. Because when I tell you that there is a scene in season two, that is what we as producers pray happens, which is she goes absolutely nuclear on everyone. Just being like, here's why you're an idiot. Here's why you suck. Here's this. Like, oh, you want to talk about this? Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) And like one by one just takes everyone down. It was beautiful. I was trying, season two, I was really trying to be less reactive and I worked with a handful of (laughs) knobheads. So I was doing really, really well. And that one particular day we were getting towards the end of season two, everyone was like, you know, I was exhausted. People were just fucking nuts the whole time and I'd done really well not to lose it and I just fucking snapped and I was just like la 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 and the one by one they kind of like scurried out of the office and they couldn't deal with it and I'm like see no I can handle it no and then she cleared the office like they everyone had to leave because they couldn't take it (laughs) it was amazing You know, I I do have very thick skin, but also I've got a fucking sense of humor. And it's like, you know, I understand that putting myself on this platform, you know, and being a main player in this show, which I am, I am going to have, you know, a ton of people who don't agree with what I'm saying, who don't like me, who don't understand what I'm saying, who, you know, there's going to be people. Well, Dominic, that's how we, when we walk away from every episode of this show, we feel the same way, right? We feel completely validated in what we say and who we destroy and et cetera, et cetera, right? (laughs) Yeah. Part of the the ease in doing that is uh, smoking so much weed that I don't remember recording the episodes. So if someone's <laughs> so it's new like, to you when you read this back. Whenever someone says they disagree with me, I'd be like, I couldn't have said that. Chris edits <laughs> the show. Call him. Here's his direct <laughs> phone number. <laughs> all right. Well, enough. Uh, you know, we could talk about this all day. But, okay, speaking of people being portrayed on reality television, we are here to fix two legends, Spencer Pratt and Heidi Montag. Known to you gossip hounds as Spidey. A behemoth, a reality. This is is a behemoth. Right. This is a behemoth because love them, hate them both. They were truly, and 
we've been using this word a lot on this podcast recently. They were pioneers uh-huh. of a certain kind of reality celebrity. They were really, as far as fact-based, can you imagine fact-based reality? Yeah. As far as uh, situational-based reality shows go, they were the first, dare I say, aggressively shameless people in the genre who owned their part in saying we are doing things deliberately to stay and become more famous. They were the first really national, international stars to sort of take that mantle. So before we begin... they did it well. They did their job very well, I feel like, back in the day. They were the the template until they weren't. And we'll get to that in a minute, because what we do here first, Polly, is make sure that everyone listening knows the middle names of everyone we're talking about, because it's very crucial information. Any guess on Heidi Montag's uh, middle name? Okay, Heidi, Uh, not Marie. It's going to be... Polly, what do you think? Well, I basically, I think she's probably around my age, if she's a, or a little bit younger. I'm she is. Younger. I'll give you that clue. She is 37 years old. I am 37 too. I All actually right. don't have a middle name, but uh, I feel like a lot of middle names of girls my age, uh, Louise. Ooh. No. Chris? Good guess, though. Heidi, it's not Marie. It's not. But three is a good one. For those are actually both pretty good guesses. They don't match what the name is. Heidi Blair. God damn it. And Blair, for those of us, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure people younger than me know the show Facts of Life, but Blair was the blonde, rich, snobby girl on Facts of Life. And it's unsurprising that that would be Heidi's yeah, middle name because she sort of grew up to be a little incredibly. bit Blairish. Yeah, I think that's really good. Yeah. Blair, that's a good middle name. Spencer, yeah, name. Spencer's forty years old. What do you think his middle name is? I, I don't even want you to like stress yourselves out about this because I'm sure you would. It's a very boring name. Spencer. Spencer. James. Spencer's James. the more exotic of the names. James. Spencer Paul. William Spencer William. Have Pratt. we ever been right? We, I, know. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think we've but, ever well, guessed. I'm really it. impressed that you never look beforehand. That's no, I really, don't. I want have a lot of integrity, Chris. I do. I would definitely, if we reverse the roles, I would show up here and be like, I don't know. She kind of looks like that bitch from the facts of life. So I'm just going to say Blair. <laughs> well, yes, and right? everyone would know that you would have Googled it beforehand, Dominic. No, they wouldn't have. They would have thought <laughs> yes, like, they would. Based on her physical appearance. What? what are your middle names? My Michael. middle name is also Blair. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, it does. I love that. Wait, what is your real middle name, Dominic? Anthony. Oh, yeah. We're two oh. Italian boys. Dominic Anthony and Christopher Michael. Oh, oh. yes. Yeah. God, we well, I don't know. I don't you know. know. I, I, we, Polly, I felt that about you. We were too poor. We didn't, we didn't go. <laughs> I was <Yeah. laughs> How do, I mean, where do we even begin with Heidi and Spencer? Uh, it, many people don't know this, but Spencer was on a show called Real Princes of Hollywood. No. Oh, he was on a show before yes. Laguna Beach. It was called Princes of Malibu. It was about Brody Jenner and Brandon I was Jenner, say Brody. Linda Thompson, and Who's David that? Foster. Was that also an Adam DeVillo show? No. 
But on the Wikipedia page, which I'm nervous that this is wrong, but it says that Spencer Pratt is an executive producer of the show, which makes no sense to me because he was like a child. Yeah, but I don't know. Who else is listed there? I, I bet that is actually true. So it was a reality show on Fox. I listened to a Heather McDonald interview from a long time ago with Spencer Pratt. Kind of got his feet wet, wet in reality doing that. So when The Hills came around, he was like sniffing around to try to like date Heidi to get on the show and like be back on reality TV. It just so happens that they're still together today. But I think the original conceit was he was like, I'm going to go on a date with her so I can like get my way onto this TV show. Because Laguna Beach had happened beforehand. Obviously, Lauren Conrad becomes the humongous star of the show. It cha- yeah. I was the prime age for Laguna Beach. Like, I right. was... 13 years old probably watching it being like they're so grown up they're so like i we held on to that show like none other like it was our everything it was our that show really was like the first of its kind and it was global Mm -hmm. let me tell you i am from the north of england i didn't leave england until well i was moved to paris when i was 16 but by that point it was we knew who they were sure you yeah know? it was a global phenomenon and the first of its kind you know yeah, correct i am still I, I can't leave the wikipedia page for the princes of malibu it's not even like i'm just I, I don't remember the show at all because that's caitlin jenner's first wife and their kids are are brody yes. and brandon and so it's just the two of the and i, I guess i didn't realize that caitlin's ex-wife then married superstar music producer david foster and so it was about the jenner boys living with their mother and their stepfather david foster and their friend spencer pratt to quote the wikipedia page with their friend spencer pratt the boys got themselves into various hijinks dear god (laughs) oh that sounds like a binge watch well that's i mean it only lasted six episodes really caitlin caitlin jenna and their ex-wife like that was always obviously their angle yeah you know i mean caitlin's got a lot of nerve talking about Chris Jenner being a mastermind <laughs> when like the other first wife is doing the same thing with with Spencer Pratt and that's of all a very people. calculated move to then marry Chris Jenner. But then yes. but I think the thing is that Caitlyn isn't really in the show though. No, not at all. But I you know she Caitlyn has recently come out like trashing Chris for being yeah, like yeah, yeah. The mastermind and blah blah Being blah. Being exactly guess, who we know her to be, Chris Jenner. <laughs> right. I guess, like, as if it's news, has... like we're like, yeah, we all know. Like, what? What is? What are you saying? Like, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner has only been married to people who want to launch <clears throat> reality franchises. So Laguna Beach happens. It's an absolute gangbusters as far as ratings goes. MTV has never been happier. Chris DeRosa has a black and white party in his backyard <laughs> because they had a black and white party in a hotel room on the first episode of Laguna Beach. Oh my god. Uh, do you have, have photos an, from this party for the Insta page? I do somewhere. And <clears throat> I was, funny story, I was Liz Gately and Tony DeSanto's executive assistant for like Are three months. Are you fucking kidding me? For like three months. And it was- How the, am I just hearing this now? I was there when she left their company to go head up Lifetime and so it was her final day working there, and it was when the news dropped and everyone was celebrating. So we were like drinking in the office, and I finally had the courage 
to go up to her and I was like, I just need you to know that like Laguna Beach meant everything to me. And I had a black and white party for my 13th birthday because you guys had a black and white party. And she was like, oh my God. Call security. And she was, no, no, no. And she was like, do you have photos of them? Like, I want to see the pictures. And I was like aggressively texting my friends from high school being like, find the photos. Like, where are they on someone's like Facebook from 9 million years ago? Like we have to find them. And I, and eventually we found them and I showed them to her and she was like dying laughing at how, like oh she was like, this God. is so funny. And I was like, yes, I was like in the middle of Pennsylvania, like nowhere near like a city. And like, I would, we were living vicariously through. Like you LC have to find those pictures. I'll find so them. many millions of people a- around the world, you know. For sure. It was it really was like such a phenomenon. Like everyone was obsessed. Yes. And so it so, was when the hills came along, like everyone wanted to be involved and Spencer saw his opportunity in the form of uh Heidi and uh good for him. Like he worked that out super well. Adam DeVello being the third person in the like trifecta that created Laguna Beach in the Hills. So it is funny exactly. that we're talking about Spencer and dun, Heidi dun, because dun. you truly are like living the fruits of their labor. <laughs> yes. 100%. You're like a, you're like step, you're like their step niece. Are you their showbiz <laughs> step niece? Ah, ah. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, you know, Laguna Beach, the Hills, it paved the way for, everyone who is in mm-hmm. the reality space you know sure. and, and especially that you know we have the same guy who created that show than our show so right. it's kind of you know key it, it makes sense that spidey is the topic of today's conversation given uh you know my location i'm in newport beach and you sure know, beach is you know five minutes down the road so sure yeah it, it kind of makes sense that yeah we're we're fixing them today or um, you, you guys are. Have you ever met Heidi or Spencer? I have not. I have not. I kind of obviously have known who they are for years and years sure. based on the show. And like everybody kind of loved to laugh at them that, that yeah. their craziness right. because course. it was so out there and 500 surgeries in a day and the, you know, crazy crystal bullshit, which. Don't get me wrong, I love a crystal, but it, it's kind of, yeah, they, they, they apparently want to get back into the limelight. So I'm not sure how they, they go from where they were at to, yeah. I don't what know. We do, I yeah, did, what do I we do? Yeah. Kind of- so continuing on with their, with their, with the show. Journey. Uh, Heidi gets, is, becomes Elsie's best friend and roommate on the show. The show blows up. Audrina Partridge, 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 Partridge in a Partridge. I did an event with her. I met her uh, three and? weeks ago in Scottsdale. She's How was so, she? She's so sweet. She is gorgeous. Oh, she's good. a lot shyer than I kind of thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were on a panel together and we sent Adam a little selfie and he was like, oh my God. What That's you so funny. I mean, never forget Justin Bobby ever, ever. (laughs) Like never forget Justin Bobby. They're on the hills together. Spencer gets in the mix. Elsie's like, I do not like this guy for you. Do not date him. Like he from is the bad. jump, right? From I mean, the she, jump, she did not like Spencer from the he, very beginning. Correct. Do but not date him. Happens, like, yeah, right. do not date him. And basically, Spencer put a wedge between Elsie and Heidi. And so you, the entire like most of the show is her conflict between her and her roommate because she doesn't like her roommate's boyfriend. And he was, he arrived as a villain because he's just sort of has a, 
you know, it's a borderline likable, unlikable energy, what we normally just say watchable. Uh, so he arrived as a villain, but then Heidi turned into a bit of a villain as well, because not just because of her association with him, but LC ended her friendship with Heidi because she thought that Heidi had something to do with a sex tape that LC oh was involved with. Oh my God, I forgot all about this. Oh, I didn't yeah. know about this. Yep. yep, so it was all part of the villainizing of Heidi. Wait, and Spencer, Heidi had a sex tape on- No, that LC had one. And LC ended her friendship with Heidi because she thought that Spencer was responsible for rumors of a sex tape about her and um, Jason. Jason, yes, right, her boyfriend her from, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, who every single girl that watched that show had the biggest crush on, even though he was a yes. fucking douchebag. And yeah. very troubled. Like back in the yes. Perez he was an alcoholic. days. Yes, like yes. Very Remember she troubled. was like, please stop drinking. And he was like, no, like it was bad. Like it was, she was dealing with adult things. Were they, by the end of the show, were they married? Were they engaged? Were they, where, where was their relationship at the end? I think they got married. And I remember towards the end when she was like getting all of her surgeries, they were like babysitting their neighbor's kid for a scene and were like talking about having kids. And then like, that was like a big scene for them because right. he was like, I'm not ready to have kids. And she was like, I want kids really badly. If they were married before the end of the hills. I mean, it looks like I think uh, Wikipedia says they eloped in 2008 and then they held a ceremony in California on 2009. But the hills was around, I think, until 2010 and 2010 was when Heidi filed for separation from Spencer in 2010. Yeah, because I think that they they kind of were on and off and back and forwards. Right, but this is what a douchebag Spencer is. When they were getting a divorce, he started spreading rumors that they had a sex tape. He and Heidi. He was sort of holding that over her head. And also, we jumped over their biggest claim to fame was that she had like a handful of cosmetic procedures all in the same no, day. A and they, Dominic, they made... no. I think it was in the teens. I Not think it a was handful. Like no, it was, it was like... Guinness Book of World Records, like most surgeries ever. It was not a handful. Hold on. Well, maybe I was talking about Paul Bunyan's hand, (laughs) you bitch. Surgeries. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Maybe I was talking about B. Arthur's bony, (laughs) lengthy hand. At 23 years old, Heidi Montag had 10 surgeries in one day. Okay. That's, that's, I'm sorry, it's a handful. No, I that's not a handful. It's two scoops then, Chris. Fine. I can't even think of 10 bits of my body that can get surgery. Do you have a list, Chris, of the parts that were that were used? Yeah, hold on. Oh, Botox isn't a surgery. Fuck that. That's no, like she the got least. Like her, she, like, probably... she got like her it back scoop. Breast enlargement, skin reduction, brow lift, nose job, li- liposuction, buttock o- o- augmentation, fat injections, and Botox in one day. It's hmm. a lot. And is there a body was... lift in there? That's a big one, that body lift. Uh... It was like a back scooping. Oh, God, don't say that again. Right? What I'm like remembering. I don't know. I mean, it sounds gross when it happens to someone else, but I could honestly use a back scooping. Yeah, same. <laughs> I she was I... only 23. I'm sorry, 23. that <gasps> is... Oh, doing I don't that. think I realized that. She was 23. 20, yes. She was that young. 
That and he was a real Svengali, so he was only 26 at the time then, if she was 23. Yes, and this at the time was like so hotly debated because it was so many, like it was so unsafe for her to get this many things done in one day. And right. the like so many people claimed to her, you're doing this because you want it to be a huge spectacle. Of like course. you're doing this because you're because you're doing 10 surgeries in one day. Right. Not because you like want to do 10 things to yourself. You want to make it this huge media thing so that everyone will talk about you. Well, and we then- did. I mean, we definitely did. And I mean, people are still talking about it today. Yeah. But risking your life for that is seems a little bit desperate to me. She goes back on the show and she's like Mom, do you like my new body? And she literally can't move her face. And her mom is like, and her mom literally says, literally says to her, what did you do to yourself? And she starts crying, but she's like smiling. And there's like, just what, like, it's like, you would have it in like a, like an SNL skit now, but like, it was truly like a frozen face, like, like pulled all the way back. And she's like, "Eh," like crying, but like, can't move her face at all because it's so Botoxed. I mean, that poor girl, though, like, it's so sad that like that have that little value on yourself and you just want to change everything. But these are the things that they would do for attention. Like, again, this was the sure. thing. Like, they would do this all for attention. They would do it because they knew that S Weekly would do a huge spread on her. And they were right. I mean, that was a huge story yes. that year. So and- the Hills goes away. They're always threatening that they're going to get divorced. But then the Hills, the, the Hills comes back, right? The Hills... Like for a year, like electric, a years the ago. Hills Electric Boogaloo or whatever the yeah. new one was called. <laughs> yeah, Electric Boogaloo. In 2019. So stupid. And they are cast members on it. Yes. And it was, it's on for two years. She, at this point, releases a Christian pop single called oh, Glitter God. and Glory, which sounds like a drag I anthem. I've never heard about it before. That. She tried to be a pop star. A Christian pop star. Oh, and then God. she, in the past few years, she's they've had two children. They're two boys, Gunner and Riker. I'm assuming after the island, because after the I've island. never heard of the name Riker before. <laughs> Which is a jail. <laughs> it sounds like a something Chuck it sounds like Chuck Norris's real name. It's probably is Riker. R Y K E R. Well, the prison in New York is R I K, but Riker Pratt is spelled R Y K E R. I wonder what their middle names are. Yeah, Holly, you don't yeah, Holly, you don't know this, but when someone says we're going to Rikers, that's not a good thing. Not at all. They constantly are trying to be on shows. Like, weren't they on like I'm a celebrity, get me out of here? And like things like they're constantly trying to jump on to like celebrity versions of whatever to like And everyone's always trying to vote them out of the first round every time they appear on something because everyone knows why they're there and they don't want them there. I am going to say, though, they, you know, obviously sound like they have had this as their, you know, career since they were very young. Yes. Like, I don't, I don't know if either of them went to university. I'm, I am I'm presuming not. I didn't either. But I lived a full life of careers before sure. I, I joined this circus so for them it's like once it it's over i can understand that like what else can they do well and that's the other thing is that is that you go from being a nobody who's a child basically and and you're not famous for having a skill you are simply famous for being yourself and they got so famous so quickly 
Yeah. Like, like, and their their fame was not obviously like because they're good people. Like, not a lot of people were right. like, these people are someone that I'd want to go to. I can't to believe their... she was 23 during 23. those surgeries. I, I don't think I knew she was that well, young, even at the time. That's the other thing is like, if you go back and watch like Laguna Beach now, you're like, oh, um, like at the time, I remember thinking they were like so old and cool. I'm like, they're 15 years old. No. Like, I was, they're like 17, 16. Oh God, so they can barely so. drive. It's like, Lauren, it's like Lauren Conrad. She has a really successful fashion line and a, yeah. you know, home store and, and that kind of stuff. Like these people on the show weren't, weren't that cool. Right. <laughs> so no, it's like, it was, right. what else can they do? They, they kind of have have put themselves in this box, you know, they wouldn't be able to go and work in a corporate situation or one that, and the joke, the, the rumor back in the day was that like, they went to the coolest kids in the school to do the reality show about them. And then the kids said no. And so this was like the second coolest group in the school. And that was maybe Adam can verify this for you. Oh my God. I love that. That was like, I remember that being a big rumor for like all of us when we, who are watching it being like, Oh, these are like the second rate version of like who like the orange, the OC really is. I but wonder, do you think that was just like butthurt kids who didn't make the cut? Sure. <laughs> yeah. you know? but, and I also wonder I think, if any of that from the first string, I wonder if we know any of those people. I wonder if they went on to do anything of note. Well, that's that what, I'm sure well, they're doing something. Polly, your co-star Tyler is basically like, I'm surprised he wasn't on Laguna Beach because he like grew up yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's born and raised there. Yeah, you know? like he, he would have been one of their friends. Home in season two and it's literally on laguna beach like yeah. like he he is born and raised but i think he was a bit he was too young for yeah. uh that i think they obviously knew who you know the laguna beach like people celebrities were but it was kind of he was kind of a generation back right. um yeah almost yeah. because tyler's what 33 34 no. now he's the same age as me <laughs> Yeah, he's a wow. he's a baby. So I mean, I um, I mean, I'm not middle aged like Jarvis. No, you know, you're not. Fuck, fuck her. I feel like High Spidey kind of went out of the limelight, and they weren't pushing to be in it for a little a little while. I think they were kind of like happily, you know, having their babies, and then they kind of realized, oh shit, we we need to do something now, and our money's run out. When right. I also think, yeah, well, yes, one, that. And two, I think that people always think, like, I'm going to, now that I'm so famous from this show, I'm going to be so famous when I get off, when I leave the show. And yeah. I'm going to, like, springboard into all these things. And, like, very few reality stars have ever done that successfully. Right. Like, even the ones that we all know very well and, assume, like, we always think are, like, the best that's ever done it. Like, they, very few of them have actually, like, parlayed that into a real career outside of being on the shows that make them so famous. Yeah, absolutely. They definitely had like a darker period, but they were still always working basically because they would do anything. Like they did Celebrity Big Brother in the UK, uh, which they were actually runners up. I didn't know that they got that far because I remember them doing it. But the UK, I have to say, are absolutely obsessed with reality tv of course yeah. of like, course like homegrown reality tv like the love island people come out and they are like literally instant sure from branding deals and all of that kind of stuff like the big brother but also the uk is hugely obsessed with 
anything American uh, reality TV, specifically Southern California. Selling Sunset's mm. highest fan base is the UK. UK, oh, wow. Ireland, and Australia. So for me, as a decent, like part of the reason why I'm doing this show is that I'm like, I'm the English chick on the show. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's know? like, I was in Ireland. What was it? It's now what? Last year? Two years? No, last year. I don't have your travel log with me. I, I was in know. I was in Ireland last year for Real Housewives of New Jersey. And when we would walk down the street, people were like, losing their minds. Oh, Jason, Chrishell, and Mary have all said to me that when they go to England, they feel like they're in the Beatles. Like they can't look down. Yes. Like it's insane. Like we went to like a pub and the people inside the pub were like, Teresa, Melissa. Like they were losing it over them and being like, we felt, I felt it was like, oh, are we at the Grammys? Like what's happening? Like it was, they were, there were fans mobs of them chasing us through the streets yeah yeah like even you know season one came out of selling the oc and based on season one which you know season one of a tv show doesn't like like you don't get you know 15 million you know followers overnight or it it, you know if that's why you're doing it but based on that first season which was really just an introduction of who we are our vibe you know whatever sure so much press in the UK of yeah. like Daily Mail stuff and like the Telegraph and like they've it's it's a it's a thing. It you wields know? a power. Just, it really does. It really I'm wields like, a power. And and not for nothing, they had like a name like Spidey. Like we called them Spidey. Like they were in the tabloids so often that they got a name that up until I feel like recently was reserved for A-list celebrity couples. Right. Like we yeah, call, you know what I mean? Like, the double, the, the, the Monica. You know, Benifer. Yeah. What was the other ones? Like, um, Brangelina. Yeah, Brangelina. Yeah. Like, though, that was it. And that was all we had. And then we had Spidey. Like, they were that famous at one point, and, or at least reported yeah. on that heavily that they got that name. Raid. <laughs> Who's that? that? Uh, Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid. I hate came back you in the so day. much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wait, what would Helen Hunt and Justin Timberlake say? (laughs) (laughs) Jalen. Polly has no idea what we're talking about. Dominic thought for a second that he read on a Wikipedia page that Justin Timberlake and Helen Hunt and we (laughs) lost our minds, but it was that he bought her house. Oh. Oh my God. Okay. I anyway, miss, this is why I got to put my glasses on now. So, I here's an interesting fact about Spencer Pratt. Spencer Pratt developed a widespread fan base on Snapchat by posting stories showing his family, daily life, and his passion for hummingbirds. His oh, popularity yeah. led him to being nominated in January 18 for Snapchatter of the Year, eventually oh, wow. winning the category. Shut up. He would. So, here's the I, thing in the later seasons strange? of The Hills, in the later seasons of The Hills, he would he was all about crystals and he was like mm-hmm. trying to rehab his image and be like new age and like right. not like put again, like all those people put behind them all the horrible things they've done to people. Right. And try right. to pretend like they're, you know, enlightened. And right. so that was like that there was that meme where he was like holding a crystal like up to his forehead when he was really right. stressed to like get him to not flip out like he normally would. So then because of this, he would meditate and then he started meditating and like putting those like that hat with like the little like nectar, like flower thing out. It's like a hummingbird feeder, but he had it attached to his hat. So he would sit there for hours still 
and then eventually like trained the hummingbirds to all come to him. And so for a long time, he would just post videos of the hummingbirds like coming and like landing on his head. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I love no, it. It is, you know, it really is. Like it, yeah. There and they, you know, it's kind of cute. But I think he's got, get, got his kids involved as well. I think his yes. kids that I've seen a video of like his kids feeding them or and or, like or holding something. it in their hand, which like they never would do that, but because they trust that like Spencer so much that the hummingbirds like come to the children's hands. You know what I mean? Oh, I can't believe yeah. that Spencer's only forty years old. I feel like they've been a part of pop culture because. Since- they the were 60s. like 17 years old when we first saw them. We thought they were like 25, but they were really like 16. Yeah. So he was he was executive producing Princess of Malibu his sophomore year in I high bet school. You, what he, is going on? Someone probably edited that in there. Al Roker. I, I have to introduce Oh, God, Dominic, where are we going with this? Al Roker, during a Today interview, said that Spidey was, quote, they were the poster children for everything that is wrong with celebrity in this country. How dare you, Al wow. Roker? Who the fuck do you think you Where is it raining, <laughs> Al Roker? <laughs> How dare you? That's all. Should we do so, every week? I think we should find out what Al Roker, Roker thinks about Roker thought about saying. <laughs> Get me Roker. That is really I mean, funny. they really were, though, like the first kind of stylized villains of uh, of a reality show. Yeah. And now it, it seems like every reality show kind of has one or two. Well, and they you know? and not even that, like it was it was definitely like a role and like New York, like Tiffany Pollard copied them. Omarosa, you know what I mean? Like the, mm. your early villains all were in that vein of Spencer. They really were. So this is the thing, like, not for nothing, they still are reality television royalty, in my opinion. Despite Absolutely. Their, despite yeah. their, you know, setbacks or their, you know, their good. Remember whenever he, like, wanted to have pinball machines in their house? And she's like, why don't we have a d- kitchen table? And it's because he had, like, arcade games in their, like, kitchen. <laughs> Do you remember this? I, that just came to me. But, like, it was, they really did change the landscape of reality television forever. Right. And... And even today, like my mom, if I would say like Heidi and Spencer to my mother, she'd be like, oh my God, do you remember that? Like we were like right. hanging on their every word for a while. And another thing I remembered, remember when Jersey Shore was exploding and everyone was so obsessed with them, like in the first couple seasons. Yeah. And then Snooki was dating, what was his name? Like Gianni. Yep. Who now is her husband. They're still married. I'm pretty sure. And they have kids. Yep. She was dating him and they broke up in Italy and he left her. I remember every day on Perez Hilton after that, it was like Spencer Pratt's going to produce like the show about Gianni finding love. And that was like all over Perez Hilton every day. And it never happened, but like, it was like Spencer was like, I'm going to now produce television shows because I know how to do them so well. And I remember that, that like ad for that show that he was going to do was like all over the internet. And like no one ended up picking it up, but it was like, I remember him like really trying to be a producer eventually. So he was always one then. I bet he did produce that. I bet he did. Even if he was young, I bet he produced that show. And that makes actually perfect sense because he was already producing. He was already thinking with that mindset before he met the woman he would eventually marry and ask to physically alter herself for publicity purposes, which is now the anchor of their legacy, really. I mean, they'll always be known 
for that. I mean, I wonder what their conversations are like at this point, because they've done so many kind of like wild things for screen time and, you know, stories in, in newspapers and like magazines and stuff. It's sure. kind of like, I wonder what ideas they're throwing around at this point. Like, right. Ooh, right. let's pretend you died or let's let's like do that's in their wheelhouse though (laughs) fake death is absolutely in their wheelhouse yeah 100 and then it's like a gotcha like it's like a april fool like on your birthday polly they can do it april fools you know what i mean or like or or like like a guy that was on the bachelor that brought her back to life and that's you know then then he'll try and sell a crystal book on you know reincarnating the dead and (laughs) or or they'll like I don't even remember the guy on The Bachelor that they were like, he died. And then he was like, I'm alive. Remember like a couple weeks ago, that one from The Bachelor was like, (laughs) like they could do that and they could get on people.com's Instagram, which is what uh, all that me and Dominic look at. And Um, he did that on purpose, that Bachelor dude, didn't he? I have no idea. I don't think so. Uh, Who knows? Just curious. Well, speaking of ideas that they're kicking around, I think Dominic and I have a few ideas that we're kicking around. And we're going to present them right now. I love it, and I can't wait to hear them. I uh, made the best man win. Okay. Do I get to pick who goes first, or are you? No, judge, I always go first. Know? Chris always, I always loves go going first. first. Spencer and Heidi, you are reality television royalty. You will forever be known in the reality television space, and because of that, we need to finally position you as experts in the field. So, what you are going to do? is you are going to open up a school for reality television stars. Wow. You are going to teach people how to do a walk-up. You are going to teach people how to dress so that their microphone can be hidden. You are going to teach people how to sit in a chair so that they're opened up to camera. You are going to teach people that are either really badly want to go on reality TV or have just been cast on a reality show how to be on a reality show. And that's not who you're going to be, what your fake personality is, none of that. It is going to be the nuts and bolts of how to be efficient at your job. How to do an interview. How to speak in first person whenever you're talking about something that happened three this, months ago. This is getting personal. It's getting personal. Go ahead. This, How to when, when you're talking shit about someone, you've always got to say them by their name, not her or he said. Yes. Who's said. he? Who's <sighs> she? Yes. All of the things that you, that us producers like Dominic and I have to teach someone like you, Polly, in season one of a show <laughs> that takes. So this no, isn't but Polly's true. fault. It's not Polly's fault, but I'm, but I'm painting the picture. No, I, and and this, honestly, like we have to, you know, when I'm going off with myself and I'm just like, oh, she said this and it's kind of like, you have to say who. Yeah. (laughs) And it's kind of like, oh, present tense, present tense. And present tense. I am. Like how many times I'm going to give you interrupted someone about to be, I am, I feel (laughs) like it is going to be a masterclass in the production skills you that you need to have to be a good reality star. 
What's and it going to be called? Does it have like a Spidey school? I, it has to be. It has to be like Spencer and like uh, what I want to call it, which is not what it should be called, is like Spidey and or uh, Spencer and Heidi's school for dramatic tricks, which is somewhat of a reference to Jenna Maroney on Thirty Rock. But, <laughs> but <laughs> do you remember that one, Dominic? Uh-huh. I think it sounds a bit Harry Potter as well, like the yes, Spidey a little school. bit of uh magic well then you know what actually no that it's the spidey school for dramatic tricks that's what it's called and i think that what it is is it really is like you go there and whether it be a week three weeks um five months you are getting a master class teaching of how to be on reality television you're going to be on camera there's going to be real cameras there there's going to be real audio people you are going to see what is that that's their own show as well okay Okay. and then they can spin this off into being a show if Mm -hmm. they really want to but the real thing of it is like I'm being positioned as an expert and then they can get so much press by being like, I am teaching the kids of today how to be on TV. Period. Done. That is my pitch. Wow. Okay. As always, Chris, a very reasoned and reasonable idea. I am Holly, here. Buckle, buckle up. Buckle up, Holly, because <laughs> nothing I do on this podcast is reasonable at all. Well, it sounds like me in my life, so let's let's go. Pop culture <laughs> is a wasteland. We all know this. And if there is if there is royalty on one of the landfills of reality television, Spidey is up there. I don't even think Spidey would deny that. Like there right. are trashier elements of the genre that were pioneered by and wouldn't be exceeded by anyone because of Spidey. Because we've seen the eventual erosion of pop, like when I was a kid, if a movie star appeared on a television show, that was a scandal. That meant their movie career was over. It meant they took a step down, blah, blah, blah. Now, there's no line anywhere. Meryl Streep has more Emmys than Oscars. Nicole Kidman (laughs) routinely flies up on any number of streamers, sometimes with such ridiculous co-stars as Bobby Cannavale. You know what I'm saying about this? So we have all of this. We're already mildly, not dumbed down, but we're all in just one big pool. And I'm a big fan of when people are troubling, they should just lean right into that because I- Lean into the crash. Yeah, because there are certain people that aren't going to correct it. And I don't think Spidey is- I, I don't think Spidey's ever going to correct their public image. So let's just go for it. Uh-oh. Spencer Pratt, Heidi Montag hosting the 2024 Academy Awards. That oh is what God. their next move. There is no other move. There is no other move. Go to the top while the Academy Awards still matter because we are three years away <laughs> from them not mattering. From at them all. just not even airing on broadcast television. Like no one's going to care anymore. No one, but you, you know, know what? what? I'll watch. How do you get people who would never watch the Academy Awards to watch it? Fucking put Spidey as the host, Dominic. I we fix one of our first episodes was fixing the Oscars, Dominic. If only that was your like our pitches. Truly, every single person I know would be tuning in to watch Spidey host the Oscars. Right before they announce Best Picture, Will Smith comes out and smacks both of them on live <laughs> <Right>. television. <laughs> On behalf of anyone who's ever watched The Hills, Laguna Beach, or anything right. they've been on. That's terrible. I mean, that would get the Oscars a lot of, uh, that everyone would be talking about it. Sure. Yeah. I'm not sure any, but I'm not sure if a lot of people would 
watch it until the end, though. For the smack? <laughs> <laughs> no, they'd watch oh, no, from the beginning. No. They'll, they'll no, watch every, right from the beginning. Every sure. person would be lining up to see the train wreck that would be them hosting the And, like, I need to see Nicole Kidman be like, who is this? Like looking mm-hmm. around, like like watching the A-list actors, like looking around being like, we don't know who this person is, is hilarious to us. I want them to destroy the Academy Awards. I want Whitney Port to give out the Oscar for best cinematography. <laughs> Why not? I want Audrina to give out best documentary short. Like just make it weird. <laughs> Oh my I'll watch that whole show. Like ima- again, imagine like Nicole Kidman, like like our queen, like do to do like coming up on the stage, and like what is the exchange between Heidi Montag and Nicole Kidman as she hands an award to Nicole Kidman for whatever fucking ridiculous train wreck role that Nicole Kidman played that year. I Kate want- Blanchett and Spencer oh. Pratt standing now. I'm pitching your idea now. I'm. Pitching- <laughs> and each time they come come out in like ridiculously over the top outfits. Oh, yeah. I like, want her. She should be fully nude before Best Picture comes out. No, at the end, yeah, fully nude, but just with bandages over her face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or like just wearing a humongous hat. Do you know what well, I mean? Like and, that's it. and that's like it. Like a hummingbird hat. That's yes. it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Well, oh, I mean, Holly, both- these are your pitches. Okay, um, both both honestly very strong, and I feel like you. they both could actually work with each other. So I feel like the Oscars would be huge, and then after that, they could open up the Spidey School of of uh, reality magic or whatever from they, the back of that, because this would would reinvent hmm. them to such a level that they would be able to do the the school and send you know both of their children. You know, we normally push for you to choose one, but the way you've explained it actually makes sense to me because after hosting the Academy Awards <laughs> is when someone should say, I'm going to open up a school and teach people. Well, that's it. Like, well, like you, I was kind of like, okay, the school makes sense because, I mean, I, I actually doubt the school would be successful in them actually training people because yeah. I, <laughs> I think good reality TV, you know, cast members aren't thinking about what they're doing correct, correct. like i like i you know that's why yes. the producers enjoy when i'm there because i don't think what i'm doing i don't notice the cameras and it's their job to catch sure as dominic and i say all the time like we pray that you just forget that the cameras are there and just are generally inst- like organically yourself like I instantly forget and I feel like the people who kind of can't do it in our office and who don't get any screen time because they can't be themselves. It's so weird. Like they are sat there and they can't even speak. They can't form a normal sentence. And it's like, what's wrong with you? Like, you know, la la la, because there's two in their head about, uh, you know. Like, what am I going to look like? Yes. I, um, I don't have that problem. I am exactly the same off camera, on camera. I, I forget that they're there, you know. And that's why you're my favorite to watch, Polly. <laughs> but I do think that, you know, 
the school won't be successful, but they're going to get the but we should still open most it. amount of students. They they're going to get because they, they're going to charge a premium for this. Oh, that's situation. yeah. It, they don't have to listen. It doesn't have to be successful. It just has to be right. monetarily successful. Yeah, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna work for them for probably two or three years, and then everyone's going to be like, "This is horseshit." No one's ever gone on to do anything. So, but they they can ride on the back of the Oscars buzz. Sure. Well, and now that the Academy, like the Oscars uh, museum is opened, instead of doing like the ads for the Oscars museum at the Academy Awards every year, they can just do the same ad, but it's like for the School of Dramatic Tricks that's like some warehouse that they're renovating. (laughs) Again, like Nicole Kidman can walk through like this warehouse and be like, this is going to be, you know what I'm talking about, Tom? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh God! So are we calling this one a tie? I I'm a, usually we don't let ties happen, but I'm okay with a tie this time. I think if you are Dominic, I am yeah, okay. I, I, I mean am. they're both very very well done, and they're both polar opposites, so that they actually <laughs> would w- work together for Spidey to get the maximum amount of money and the maximum amount of exposure. Like I feel like well, the way as- you've explained it is really what sold it, and also anytime someone explains anything with a British accent it feels believe, like it's as Americans from the Bible or Shakespeare so you have sold you sell properties you have sold these ideas as a package this is literally what you do I know I did. You've I, sold that's why us. I'm good at my job I, yes, I sold you back your idea wrapped up with a nice little bow you brought us together this is this is normally a fiercely competitive moment and here we are Hugging it out because everyone's have... a winner, baby. Yeah. That's, all I all I know is that Spencer Pratt is shaking right now because Polly just produced two producers. Well, <laughs> she's automatic, and which means she's automatically going to get a producer credit on on this um, episode the, uh, and the Academy Awards, probably. Yes. Like, yeah, 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 that's yeah. All... Can you um, imagine that seeing that? That's the first name that pops up during the credits. Executive producer of the Academy Awards, Spencer Pratt. I mean, would you just shit your pants? I would die. Dominic, we would fall down together and just never get back up. <laughs> I want Heidi to dress as an Oscar the entire time and just be uncomfortable for all seven hours of the broadcast and like shuffling around the stage. It's an ongoing joke that she can't They walk. have to put her on like a mag liner and like right. pull her around. Like, when, like when Donna Martin dresses a mermaid on 90210's <laughs> Halloween. I just want to see Heidi Martin an Oscar for best uh, reality star and then open the thing and it's themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, you know? And that's right. the end. That's the final. That's after best actor, best picture. It's like we've got one more like right. the biggest I, award. I, I, I love that. I love that. That's oh, amazing. this is going to happen. This is going to happen. I need, very quickly, speaking of people being good at their jobs, I need to tell a story. And I know if you've listened to Kate Casey, you've heard it. Kate Casey called me right as right before, I think days before, Season two of Selling the OC premiered. She calls me. She goes, driving down the street. I look over. There's someone nailing a sign into a into a front yard for an open house. I look again. It's Polly. And she's like, I roll down the window and she's like, Polly? And Polly's like, oh, hi. And they, so she says, so if anyone thinks that Polly doesn't actually sell real estate, I watched her like putting signs in front yards for open houses. I am... Um working my ass off um and yeah season three we wrapped a couple of couple of weeks ago when my career definitely uh you see it evolve in season three as uh, along with other dynamics of you know interpersonal relationships sure. and friendships and that kind of stuff season three so stay tuned i 
Don't know when that's going to be released. They don't tell me shit because I'm like the Tom Holland. <laughs> they don't. Don't worry. They don't tell us either. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I kind of think the beginning of of next year. But yeah, I do really sell houses. That's awesome. Polly, thank you, you guys so much buy for one? being here. I no. mean, if I thought I could afford any of the houses you sell, maybe I would maybe I would say something. This is a common misconception though. People are like, oh wait, you know, I my house isn't fancy enough for you. I will sell a piece of shit. I will sell a piece of shit. Really like, I, I'm like, wait, like, no, if you if you've got a piece of shit, I can sell it. I can sell anything and I will and I will sell anything. It's my job. Like, you sold our pitches today and you, you made sold them you one. sure did. She's a seller, ladies and gentlemen. I, She's uh, a seller. Yeah, I sold them back to you and you both bought, bought. Oh, we bought it. We bought it. Polly, thank you so much for being here. Um, of course. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. You can see the show on Netflix. It is Selling the OC. Where can people find you online? People can find me on Instagram, Polly Brindle. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Or on Netflix. <laughs> Dominic, where can people find you? You can find me at my website, which is dominterry.com. And on social, you can find me at Dominic Pupa. You guys can find me. Oh my God. Can you believe it? (laughs) I want you to leave this pause in because I do it every single time. I'm so obsessed with saying my own fucking name that I forget the most important question of the entire hour, which is Krista Rosa. (laughs) Where can people find you? You guys can find me at the Krista Rosa. You can find the show at Fixing Famous People. Leave a review and let us know who you want us to fix next. I wish you both well. And as always, where's Shelly? Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.